continue on in the series called You've Got to Have Faith. And I started that last week. And today I want to, I'm going to take you to the message title. And it's You've Got to Have Mountain Moving Faith. You've got to have mountain moving faith. Last week we talked about having great faith. In order to have great faith, we need to understand authority and how to operate under authority and not only operate under authority, but operate in that authority in order to have the the great faith that God wants you and I to have. Today we're going to talk about mountain moving faith. I I just believe if we're not going to limit God, then we need to understand a little bit about faith. Uh, Because faith is something that not only that we ought to be living by, and uh, walking by, but it's something that God wants us to operate in so that he can accomplish all that he wants to accomplish in and through our lives. I, I heard one minister say it this way. He says, most Christians, most Christians don't need a miracle from God because all they're going after is what they can accomplish on their own abilities and their own strength. And, and honestly, that isn't where God wants us. God wants us to be going after things that require him. And it takes faith to accomplish the things that I believe that God wants us to accomplish. So if you're here today and you want to accomplish great things for God, you're in the right place. Uh, Because I want to challenge your faith. I want to challenge you to go after great things. So it's going to take some changes. If that is true, that most Christians are... Uh, only going after, they don't require a miracle in their life because they're only going after what they accomplish in their own lives and what they can uh, accomplish through their own strength. If that be true, that means that we've got to make some changes, right? We've got to make some changes. We just can't keep doing what we uh, are always doing and expect different results. That's called insanity, right? And, and so we've got, to, we've got to make sure that we're changing our way of thinking. Honestly, one of my greatest uh, responsibilities as a as a pastor is to feed and lead, and and so to feed, I'm talking about uh, feeding you the Word of God, and you've got to you got to take in the Word and not just be a hearer of it, but be a doer of that Word in order for that Word to accomplish. If you work the Word, the Word will work. And most people are not working the word in in certain areas of their life, and that's why they're getting the same results that they've always gotten in their life. So it requires some change. It it requires a a change of perspective, and your perspective doesn't change until you change the way that you think. And we'll deal with all that, uh, some of that today, and and no doubt through this this whole series. But uh, I want to start out with Mark 11. Verse 22, it says, and Jesus said to them, have faith in God. Uh, Literal translation of that, and you'll find it in some translations, it's to have the faith of God. And uh, and I, I noted this last week, if you were with us, is that Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. And so he wants us to have his faith in order to accomplish what he wants accomplished here on this earth. How good is that? That he doesn't just say, I want you going after this, I want you doing this, I want you accomplishing this. But he says, here, I give you the ability to do that. Now, faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word. It's a continuous thing. It's not just a one-time thing. It's a, it, you know, I, I, I've heard, and many times I'll be counseling somebody, well, well, I know that. Well, I, I've heard that before. Well, that's good, but you need to hear it again because faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God, not having heard. 
And so it's, a, it's, a, it's an ongoing thing that we need to hear. Right? Amen. And so we need that. And then uh, if we have that faith working in our life, then it can produce great things in and through our life. Uh, another scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, very familiar to many of you. For we walk by faith and not by sight. So we're to walk this way. You know, uh, Pastor Bobby was sharing today that, hey, take a step. God leads in steps, and he doesn't lead in leaps. He leads in steps. Well, w- there ought to be faith steps that we ought to be walking out in our life. And then another passage in Romans chapter 1, verse 17, it says, the just shall live by faith. So this ought to be a way that we conduct our life, that we live our life by faith. And, and so we're going to be breaking down this whole idea of faith. If you've got to have faith, you've got to have faith to, to, to move mountains or you've got to have great faith, whatever that faith may look like, if you've got to have it, you've got to understand it. And so we're going to be talking about that today. And I want to go back to Mark chapter 11 from the very beginning of verse 22. And then I'm going to take you all the way through verse 23. And this is Jesus, and he said this, So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God, or have the God kind of faith. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says, say says, says. whoever says to this mountain, Be removed, be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believe, get this, but believes those things that he says. Now notice it doesn't say, although it's important, but it doesn't say those things that he believes. It says those things that he says. And it goes on to say, uh, it will be done, and he'll have whatever he says. Now notice it says, says. And it's important that you understand that from the very onset, because your words, number one, and if you're taking notes, following notes, number one, your words have power. Your words have power. They have power that we need to understand. Now bring that up, would you please? Your words have power. And, and your words have the power and the ability to, to, to bring about God's will, God's plan, God's purpose in and through your life. Jesus, help us. Help us to understand the importance of our words. Help us to understand that the words that we have have the ability to, to do something great. And, and, and that's what Jesus was saying concerning faith. You're, you've got to have some faith words. Not just any old words, but you've got to have some faith words operating in your life. Uh, Proverbs says it this way. It says in Proverbs 18.21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. So we've got death or power that can be produced out of our tongue, out of our mouth. So we've got to, we've got to monitor what we're saying. Is it faith words or is it words contrary to faith? What is, what is it that we're speaking? Secondly, your words have purpose or should have, should I say. Your words have purpose. Every one of us need to understand that God designed our words to produce something out of our life. There are things that, that he wants done out of our life. I wrote this down. Uh, the words that you believe and speak will determine the future that you experience. The words that we believe and speak will determine the future that we experience, good or bad. So we need to, we need to make sure that we're speaking the right words. 
2 Corinthians 4.13 says it this way. It says, And since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written, get this, I believe and therefore I... So it's not believing alone. There's a lot of people, well, I believe that. Yeah, but what are you speaking? What's coming out of your mouth? it's It's not belief alone. Belief coupled with... Your words is what produces power and what produces purpose. It's kind of like electricity. You, you need the negative and the positive to produce that power. So you need the believing. Very important that you believe the right thing. It's very, very important that we believe the right thing. But it's also equally important that we speak the right thing. That we speak the right words out of our mouth. And I'm going to tell you, this is a life, life change thing that, that each and every one of us need to grab hold of. And this is, this is something that you and I have to develop. It's not going to come overnight. It starts with a decision, but it, 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 it's got to, you, you're so, most, most people are so, such in a habit of speaking the wrong things out of their mouth that it's going gonna, it's gonna to take some concentrated effort to change the way that we talk. We've got to speak faith words. Let's go back to that, 2 Corinthians 4.13. It says, since we have this same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. And it goes on to say, we also believe and therefore speak. We also therefore speak. Now, Back to Mark 11. Let me take you back to Mark 11. Because I want to I wanna point something out that I, I just kind of uh, bypassed. Even though I, I, I read it, you probably didn't see it. But verse 11, we'll start with verse 22. Uh, chapter 11, verse 22. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God or have the God kind of faith. For surely I say to you, to you whoever says to this mountain... Whoever says to this mountain, be removed. Whoever says to this mountain, we all have mountains. It may be be a mountain of of sickness. It may be a mountain of debt. It may be a a relational mountain. It may be an emotional mountain. It may be a, a business mountain. It may be some type of mountain in our life that we have that needs to be removed. This mountain is causing you severe problems. It's causing you issues in your life that needs to be removed. Those mountains are not going to be removed overnight. Some may, some, but probably most of them, it's not going to be uh, removed overnight. The Bible says that it's through faith and patience that we inherit the promises of God. So in the process of that mountain being removed in our life, We've got to keep our faith active and we've got to keep our speaking active. That's where it becomes a problem. That's where we're challenged. That's where, that's where my gosh, that's where we're so tempted to say the wrong thing and start believing the wrong thing. It's been, in, 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 in that mountain facing us, speaking to us, and sometimes, sometimes that mountain is there and it's, it's, it's taunting you. And, and in the middle of that, you, you and I struggle with our believing 
And then you'll struggle with your, your speaking. And so I want to I talk about how do, we, how do we keep that, how do we move that mountain out of our life? Y'all guys want to know that? So I want to share with you, I want to share with you some, just some thoughts in our time together. How do we, how do we have a mountain moving faith in our life? Number one, speak your heart, not your mind. Notice it says that if we'll believe in our heart, if we'll speak those things that are in our heart. Let me take you to Romans chapter 10. I love this one, this passage of scripture. In in verse 8 it says, but what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth, and in, in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe where? Believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now, let me, let me just tell you that there might be some times where you're struggling and doubting in your mind, but in your heart you're believing. And you need to school yourself into believing. And one of the ways that you school yourselves into believing is through your speaking. The way that you speak. Because your mind's crazy. It can, it can, it can think up some crazy, crazy thoughts. I read, I read this one time. I read that the average person has more than 60,000 thoughts per day. And over 80 of those thoughts, 80% of those thoughts are negative. 60 thousand thoughts all this inner dialogue of these these different thoughts right now as i'm speaking you're having man you're you're pumping out some thoughts right now uh, you're thinking about all kinds of stuff while i'm preaching you ought to be listening but i'm telling you you're you're somewhere else right now some of you you and some of you are in places you shouldn't even be right now in your thoughts isn't that true because your thoughts they're going to take you some crazy places hamburger Food. And so there's, there's just some crazy thoughts. Isn't that right? And so if you, if you are speaking your mind, and some people pride themselves in speaking their mind, and honestly do not pride yourself on that. It's kind of foolish. The Bible says that we're to bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And God doesn't lead you through your thoughts. He leads you through your heart, through your spirit. He enlightens you in your spirit. And I don't have time to teach on that, but understand, that's also where faith comes from, is from the heart. Faith is of the heart. Now, your mind has, it's huge. You need to bring every thought captive. You need to make sure you align your mind. You can't just be thinking any old way. Double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Don't let him think that he will receive anything of the Lord. But I'm going to tell you, there's going to be times where your mind's going to go one way, and you're just going to have to believe what's in your heart. And you're just going to have to rein that thought back. Don't, Don't speak your mind, speak your heart, because faith is of the heart. I'm telling you, this, this is a game changer for some of you. Because you rely so much on your logic. And the Bible says, don't lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Good. 
this uh, uh, yesterday I was, you know, it's been raining and and yesterday I went and helped a, another local church with some sound uh, issues and and so I was over there and I was working and when I went over there it was raining and and I was helping them with some 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 issues and and when I got through, uh, it was not raining. It was like praise God because I had ordered in an, an amp and some uh, speakers. We've blown two sets of speakers outside, and so uh, it's because our amp was too powerful and it was blowing them. So I had to get a uh, an amp for that. And so it's like, yeah, I'm going to run to the church and I'm going to go climb this uh, building, and I'm going to put those speakers up and come in and put that equipment in, and, 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 and I, I honestly turned to go to the church, from that other church to, the, to our church, and inside, it's like, not the right thing to do. In my mind, logically, it's like, yeah, let's go do this, let's get it done, because I'm just a go-getter. I just want to, you know, something needs to be done, let's go get it done. And thank God, I listened to my heart, and I knew that my wife would be upset anyhow if I would have come and done that, because I would have been tied up for a good while. And so I, I, I went back to the house, and, and I no sooner got to the house, and kaboom, man, it just started pouring, pouring rain. And I told my wife, I said, I would have been on the roof. I would have been soaked right now. And not to mention probably a little dangerous going up and down because this is quite high, up and down that ladder. All I'm saying is that your mind and your heart are going to be speaking two different things many times. You go with your heart. Faith is of the heart. Believe in your heart. Believe in your heart. Right? I tell you, your mind, it's always going to default, if you allow it to, it's going to default to the negative. And if you go negative, you get negative. And when your circumstances are all negative anyhow, guess what your mind's going to do? It's going to amplify those negative circumstances, and they become more negative than they actually are. So, speak your heart, not your mind. Secondly, the second thing I want to share is speak your faith, not your doubts. Because you're, you're, you're going to have doubts. By the way, you're, you're going to have doubts. Did I say that? Uh, by the way, you're going to have doubts. Your mind, your mind is going to have some doubts. You're going to doubt, you're going to doubt whether God's working, whether he's not. You're going to doubt whether, whether your prayers are being effective or whether they're not. And, uh, you know, when, when, Mo, when Joshua took over the leadership of Moses, God began to tell Joshua, he said, there's some things that you're going to have to do. You're going to have to be of good courage. You're going to have to be courageous. Over and over, he began to tell Moses, I mean, Joshua, he said, you're going to have to be courageous. In other words, you're going to have to be full of faith. Bubba, if you're going to go in and fulfill what I initially wanted done, then you're going to, you're going to have to change some things in your life. And in verse 8, he says this, in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, he says, don't let this law depart from your, your mouth. Keep the word of God being 
a, a focus uh, of your words, the, the focus of what you're saying. It says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but meditate in it day and night. The word meditate not only means to be going over and rehearsing and rehearsing, but it actually means to mutter, to keep saying it over and over. So meditate in this book day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, then you will have good success. Then you'll be you'll make your way prosperous, and then you'll have good success. So you've got to watch the way that you 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 speak. You got to speak your and and I really I really believe why why God told Joshua this from the very beginning of him taking over the leadership of Moses is because of what happened like 40 years earlier when 12 spies went in to spy out the land and 10 of those spies came back and out of those, uh, well, all 12 of them came back, but 10 of them came back and they gave an evil report. What did they do? They spoke their doubts, not their faith. And if we speak our, our doubts, then... I'm here to tell you, that's exactly what we're going to get. I remember when we started Church on the Move, it was, it was a battle, a battle that probably no, nobody ever saw, but a battle that took place. And most of your battles are going to be battles that take place within where nobody else can see. As a leader especially, you're, there's inward ba- battles that most people never see that's, that, that people battle. I, this morning, I can tell you, I already battled some things here and there throughout the morning. It just happens. It's just part of the territory. It's just, you, you gotta, if, you can't, if you can't manage that tension in your life, you're probably not going to be a good leader. It's a tension that you manage, not one that you get rid of. Great leaders are great leaders because they know how to manage the different tensions in their life that, that's, a, that's just going to happen. And some people don't want to manage those t- tensions. That's why they, they, they don't rise up to the level of their potential. That's, that's, that's good stuff if, you, if you'll take it and apply it. And so when I started, when we started Church on the Move, uh, you know, I, I knew that we was going to start, but there wasn't anything really aligned. And we didn't have the organizations like we support now. By the way, we support some great church planning uh, organizations. We had over the past two weeks through our ARC, our, our national organization that we support as a church, uh, we had uh, like 24 churches that started in the last two weeks. That is awesome. The impact that we have, that we're making as a church. Uh, there's another organization that we support, and it's internationally, and, and we they start m- many more churches. And over the, uh, the course of the the year thus far, I think we have had um, we have had 353 churches started, and we, we get to be a part of that. But I'm going to tell you, every one of these church planners go through this. It's like, is this going to work? What's going on? You know, when we started, we didn't have anything. A matter of fact, uh, they brought us up from the church that we came from. It just, uh, they just prayed over us and blessed us and, and, and said, go do it, brother. You know, sent us out. Didn't have any financial support. We just came and did it. We started with a little boom box on the stage. Miss, uh, my sons borrowed it from him. It wasn't even the churches. It just borrowed it from him. And it was, oh, back then, cassettes. Yeah. 
Remember Bobby and Vicky Cassettes. And we started out with cassettes, and then eventually we graduated to CDs. Boy, I'm telling you, we were big time then. And then Bobby and Vicky led worship for, uh, through CDs for years, years, because we didn't have musicians, and we didn't have the, and they grew in their knowledge, they've grown in their abilities, and that type of thing. Thank you guys, by the way. Thank you guys so much. And still growing. They not arrived. They're going to continue to grow, and uh, and so. But I'm going to tell you, I, I'm just I'm just sharing some of the things that took place. But I'm going to tell you the struggles, the doubts that I had to overcome. Doubt after doubt after doubt that had to be addressed. And most people do not realize. And I always want to be honest with you guys because I don't want to give you a false reading. You're going to have all kinds of crazy, crazy doubts in the process of pursuing God, loving God. By the way, uh, Debbie um, Tebbets, Debbie, stand up back there in the back. For you that do not know Debbie, she's back there. She's Debbie. Debbie. Debbie's been with us how long? About twenty years, and she looks about twenty-one. She came out of diapers right to us. And, uh, and so she's been with us years, and, and, and for you that don't know, her and her husband oversee our small groups, and, and uh, she's, she's been a, a, one of the main leaders in helping with our, uh, our Radiant, which is our Radiant Women's, the women's part, portion, the, the branch of our small groups is our women's branch, is, uh, we call it Radiant, and then we do a women's conference once a year through our Radiant and uh, she helps oversee that, and she's uh, now taking the lead of that. She's going to be overseeing that whole thing, and so we're excited about that. And and one of the, one of the first things that I told her, or one of the things that I told her, I said, "Just understand, you you've you've become a bigger target for the enemy." I said, "But understand it. You don't have to fear it. Don't worry." I said, "You just operate in your authority. Just know that it's it's a tension that you're going to have to manage." You're just going to have to deal with it. You'll have victory over it. Just operate in faith. Don't get in doubt. Don't allow doubts to come in. Operate in faith. And you'll be able to address whatever the devil throws your way. Amen. Am, am, am I making sense? Is this helping anybody? And so speak your faith, not your doubts. Oh, gosh. Never enough time, is it, Rusty? Hebrews chapter 3, let me just say this really, really quick, and then I'm going to just download a couple of other thoughts. Hebrews 3, uh, verse 1, it says, Therefore, holy brethren, how many holy brethrens in here? Partakers of the heavenly calling, us, right? Consider the apostle, the high priest of our confession, Christ Jesus. Consider him. Understand his role is what's being stated here. Understand the role of Jesus. He is our high priest. And then if you go to chapter 4, verse 14, it says this, seeing then we have a great high priest. Who is that? It's Jesus, who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. Literally in the Greek, it means this, let us hold fast to saying the same thing as our high priest. 
And I just can't see our high priest speaking a bunch of doubt and a bunch of unbelief. The Bible tells us that we are, to, we are to say the same thing as our high priest is saying over us, that we're victorious, that we're more than a conqueror, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Our high priest is speaking blessing over us, that we're the healed and the whole. Our high priest is speaking nothing but the word of God over our lives. And guess what God's looking for? He's looking for his word. Amen. Amen. Jeremiah 1.12, it says it this way. It says, the Lord said to me, for I am watching over my word to perform it. And so we've got to be speaking, not our doubts. Doubts are going to be there. You're going you're gonna to have them. But you've got to be speaking the word because that's what God's looking to perform. Yes. Okay. All right. Download time because I'm out. I'm out of time. Okay, download time. Let me give you two, two more quick thoughts. Speak, the pro- speak your promises. Oh my gosh, I should have spent the whole time on this one. Sorry. Speak, speak your promises, not your feelings. There are far too many people living by feelings and not by faith. Uh, Romans chapter 4, verse 19 through 21, talking about our, our father Abraham. Father Abraham, he's the father of faith, the Bible calls him. It says, and being not weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Even though he had all the feelings he didn't consider it. He didn't consider that Sarah was her age. He didn't consider that he was his age. He didn't consider. See, we allow ourselves to consider things that we shouldn't consider. Well, look at my age. Look what I've done. Look where I've been. Look where, you know, we start considering all these things. And then, and then we, yeah, but I just don't feel like it. Every day of my life, I jog. Every day, every day, every day. Every day. One thing that I never do is I never consult my feelings because if I consulted my feelings, I would probably not jog probably a quarter. I probably wouldn't jog three quarters of the time that I do jog. I would probably just jog a quarter of the time. I never consider it. I never consider, never consider, never consider, never consider. Snow, rain, it doesn't matter what the weather is, whether I feel good, feel bad, whether I got enough sleep or not enough sleep, I jog every day of my life. The same way with my prayer life, the same way with a number of different things in my life. I do them. Why? Because I do not consider. Too often we're considering our feelings because we don't feel like it. Well, I just don't feel like it. Well, I, what's feelings have to anything to do with it? It has nothing to do with your faith. What's his word say? Okay. I can tell I'm, I'm doing something here. So speak your promise, not your feelings. Number four, speak, your, speak to your problem, not about your problem. Okay? Back to Mark chapter 11, verse 22 to 23. 
Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, notice it says, whoever says to this mountain, whoever says, speaks to his mountain, be removed, be cast in the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things that he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Speak to your mountain. Don't speak about it. Speak to it. Command that mountain to be gone. Command sickness, command disease, command, command those finances to come in alignment. Command that relationship to come into alignment with God. Command those things, speak them, speak them, speak them. How often? As often as you think about it, speak it. How long? As long as it takes till that mountain's gone, you speak it. It didn't give a timeline, just said speak to that mountain. Command that mountain to be gone. In the name of Jesus. We see this again in Matthew chapter 17 verse 20. And Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. And with that being said, you can have mountain moving faith. If you align your beliefs and you align your words with God's word, then you'll see God's work work for you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you.